Hey guys, welcome back to a brand new podcast. Okay, so I just, just got done watching the new Justice League on HBO Max. And oh my gosh, you guys, just wow. So this movie is four hours long. Um, I think four hours and like two minutes. And okay, so actually I'm going to start with the segments. The original Justice League film, I actually liked it. Like, I like I didn't love it, love it, but I liked it because I'm, hu- I'm a huge DC fanboy. I'm a Marvel fanboy as well. I love them both equally. But um, I'm not going to lie. I, I've definitely, like, ridden harder, I think, on the DC side lately. Just because, well, not just lately, but, like, you know, the last couple of years. Just because of the fact that I feel like DC's gotten such a, like, a terrible rep with just, you know, fans overall. Just, you know, like, moviegoers overall. Like, what Marvel set up was an amazing, you know, uh, an amazing, you know, cinematic universe, no question. But people are constantly comparing the two. And obviously, I mean, that's just what people do. They always compare the two. And it's always bothered me that they compare DC to Marvel because I feel like DC's trying to do something totally different than Marvel. Just my opinion. You can have yours. That's totally fine. My opinion has always been that I think the, the, the DCU is just kind of doing something totally different. And instead of just, you know, trying to, like, of course, they're both trying to build a cinematic universe, both of them. But I feel like DC is building by giving people the titles they want versus, like, trying to, you know, um, build up to those titles. For example, you know, like, Marvel did a lot of standalone films and then did, like, a huge together film, you know, with all these heroes. Majority of them, at least the first four of them being Hulk, um, Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America, all getting solo films, right, before the Avengers film, um, where DC's done something very different, you know what I mean? Like, they had Superman, uh, Man of Steel, if we had a movie, uh, Wonder Woman had a film, and then Batman vs. Superman, um, and then, you know, they did this, where it's like, we're getting Aquaman, he didn't, he didn't have a movie at the time, uh, Flash, who still doesn't have a film, and then Cyborg, who also doesn't have a film, you know, appearing in, the, in this movie, these big main DC heroes. And so, like I said, I think they were just really pulling and doing movies that they wanted to do versus having to do a whole build up to them, which, like I said, I actually really did like that. I didn't have a problem with that so much. Um, When I initially saw the Justice League film, I thought this was this was cool. It wasn't the worst movie ever. It wasn't the best movie ever. It was just cool. Um, And then there was all this talk of a Zack Snyder, um, you know, version of the film and that it was going to be you know, leaps and bounds better. And people, you know, kept wanting the Zack Snyder cut. Um, They've been talking about it for like, what, I think like two years or something like that. Just like release the cut, release the cut. And finally, <clears throat> HBO Max decided to do that. And also shout out to HBO Max because I love the fact that you can have an HBO, an HBO Max subscription and not have to pay anything more. Um, Oh, that's funny. They're ending with the song Hallelujah, which is what they started with in the other cut, um, which I think was done by Josh Whedon. I don't remember who did that. I don't really care. Um, But anyways, so yeah, like it was, um, I love the fact that, you know, you can go on HBO Max and watch this movie if you have a subscription. And mind you, I watched this one in Wonder Woman uh, 1984. Um, just off the subscription, you don't have to pay an extra fee. Um, as you guys know, with Disney Plus, you have to pay an extra fee for the premiere film. So right now, Ryan and the Last Dragon is like $30 on there. And I think you only get it for like two or three days where on HBO Max, you get the like latest movie for I think about a month, like maybe about around that time, about a month. I'm not really sure, but I think so. 
And again, it's basically free of charge if you're already paying for the subscription, which is really freaking cool. Like I know that Disney Plus is cheaper, I believe. It's like, it depends on, you know, I think for me, I think it was like $7.99 when I first got it, something like that, maybe. No, it was cheaper, it was cheaper than that. Um, but I think it is a, it's, it's a slightly cheaper subscription, maybe by like, maybe by like six, $7. Um, but still, even if that's the case, you're still, you're paying $30 for a brand new film, which I think is outrageous. Yeah, like, you know, about four or five months down the line, the film will be available on Disney Plus, but still it's like, why would I, you know, $30? That's, that's, I mean, there are definitely reasons to justify that, no question. But I have to say that, like, you know, because if you, if you do the, the adding up and you add up two people going to um, a theater together, you're going on a date or whatever, and one person is paying, you're going to be paying about $30 if you both get a movie ticket, depending on what time of day you go. Uh, getting a movie ticket, getting two drinks that you want to, you know, have a separate drink from each other, some candy and some popcorn. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you some money. I, I can tell you, I've, I've gone on dates to the theater. I've gone on, you know, friend dates to the theater as well. I've paid for people. And even with my Stubbs account that I had, it still was pretty costly. Um, and so the idea that HBO Max is doing this thing where you can just watch the, the premiere movies, you know, for basically free is great. But now I want to get into this film. So the original Justice League was, I think, about two hours, maybe a little bit over than that. This is four hours long. And I can tell you that, you know, I thought going into this, like, they're just going to put a whole bunch of filler in it. It's going to be filler, filler, filler. But they did a lot of fleshing out in this that, I, that I'm really, really happy with. Because that was the original Justice League for me. And it's been, it's been a... a a problem for DC fans and some Marvel fans too um, when it comes to Marvel films about you know villains just kind of popping up and being like I want to conquer the world and blah 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 I don't have much of a backstory but here I am fear me and it's kind of boring it's kind of played out and it's kind of done and for me a lot of the newer DC films not that I don't love them because I do a lot of them well not a lot of them but some of them have that same kind of problem Suicide Squad being a huge example of that I did not like the idea of um what is her name? Enchantress being the main villain in Suicide Squad. I, I liked the cast of Suicide Squad. I really did. I did not like what they did with her character. And to me, there wasn't enough buildup to her. I love when villains get that buildup that they need. You know what I mean? Um, I, I really do. Like, for example, anytime you see the Joker in a movie, there's a lot of buildup to his character. There's a lot of buildup for him. And he was, he was built up pretty well, I would say, in Suicide Squad. Not completely, but pretty well. But anytime the Joker's going to be the main villain in the Batman film, he's going to have a lot of buildup, right? We're going to focus a lot on him. And some of these other villains don't get that same kind of treatment. Steppenwolf is a great example of that as well in the original cut of the Justice League. I didn't care about him. I like when I first saw his figures and stuff and what he looked like. I was like, oh, this is cool. I can't wait to, to see more of him. I can't wait to experience more of him. And it just it wasn't that. You know, they just didn't cut to him enough. Where in this version, we get a lot more Steppenwolf and a lot more of his goals and ambitions, and we see a lot more of his character traits in this, which I really did appreciate. Um, him as a villain in in this version definitely and yeah there's some there's some pop-up surprises in this i don't want to spoil too much because obviously you know if you haven't seen it i want you to see it i don't want you to like listen to me and be like i'm not gonna watch it because i know what happens um but i will say that there were a few surprises in here again i did not pay attention to the media which i know that now that i looked at it like i looked at it while i was watching the film there were leaks 
dropped everywhere. And I didn't want to, I'm not a big leak person. Same thing with WandaVision. I kind of stayed away from the media and all the speculations. I have my own thoughts and, and theories about it, but I stayed away from it. Um, you know, talking about on here and also just reading too much into things. Um, I mean, I did read too much into things in my own personal mind, but I didn't read what the media was putting out. Um, like it, I didn't know that Monica Rambo was in the show until I watched it. Like, cause I didn't read anything about who was playing who or whatever. I didn't read too much into that. So I just kind of like, oh, okay, that's who she is. Um, so at first I actually thought she was going to be Misty Knight, but it made sense that she was Monica. So anyway. So yeah, but this movie just, it does a great job of setting everybody up. And even though, you know, some of the characters still don't have their own main film, like The Flash and Cyborg, this film really did a great job introducing them and giving them their first, uh, giving us a taste of, of, of what a, a solo film would for them would be like. To the point now where I don't necessarily need a solo film for these two characters. If, they, if it comes out, I'm watching it, no question. But I feel like there was enough in this that I don't need one, especially for Cyborg. And this is... This is a this is Cyborg's movie. This is actually Cyborg's origin. This movie is like what you know the original cut. It's an interesting film. Yeah, they, they you know they left in a lot of the things that are in this film, but there are a lot of things that are not in this film too. Um, anyway, but like this is Cyborg's movie, and I love that. I really did because I actually really like Ray Fisher. I stand with him. I love him, um, but I really loved the character of Cyborg and. I thought it was a unique choice in this too as well, but I was glad that they chose him. And I just, I really loved this, his character in this particular version of the film. I feel like we really get to see who Cyborg is. It, it's kind of, you know, um, it, it's more his story. He's really involved. I mean, he was involved in the first one too, but not as much as he is in this. And Barry gets a few extra things in here too, which I really do like Barry. Um, you know, I, I love that. I really love that. I think out of the, the, the six main characters being uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Flash, um, Aquaman, and uh, Cyborg, we really get more of Cyborg and uh, Flash. There's a lot of Aquaman in this, but mind you, you know, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Superman, they all have their own movies in this, in this uh, series. So we don't really need more and more of them. We get a lot of each one but we don't need them as much as we, like, we need them. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need them that much. So I'm really glad that this film focuses so much on Cyborg and focuses um, a bit on Barry. And of course, Batman, because Batman, even though he was in Batman vs Superman, he still has not had a standalone film in this series either. And it, it's it's more of a, of a Batman kind of passing the torch kind of film, which I mean, so was the original, but I felt like this one even more so. And there's a really cool scene at the end that I really loved that I don't want to spoil anything, but I was really glad to see some people in that scene. There's a lot of really cool people in this scene. Um, and again, I don't want to spoil too much, but I, I really, like, I, you know, and when I went in initially, I thought four hours, am I going to really sit here and watch this for four hours? Like, what could they possibly put in besides a whole bunch of filler? I was totally wrong. There were a lot of cool things about this film that at, by the end of it, I was like, dude, I could really watch a whole nother hour of this. I'm tired. It's four o'clock in the morning. I want to go to sleep. But this is really, really well done. And yeah, I, I was like, normally now I can't sit down and watch a two hour film. 
I can't do it. I'm very distracted very easily, um, which I think my whole generation is. But I'm very distracted by my phone, so many other things. And so I was glad that this came out at night, like at midnight, where like everyone's asleep and I could just kind of focus on this. But I, I planned on watching about an hour or two hours because I got really tired halfway through. But I like, I'm going to persevere watching this. And I enjoyed myself too. But um, yeah, I was like, I'm going to probably pause and then come back tomorrow and finish. But no, something about this movie just made me want to watch the whole thing. I love that it has like a darker feel. It has a more cinematic flow than the first one. And there's, like I said, I really recommend this version. This is the version we absolutely deserve. Absolutely. It sets up something even bigger afterward that I'm excited for. Obviously, the original set up something big too, but this sets up something even bigger that I'm very, very excited for. And like... That's, this is what I want to see more of. And I've, I've heard some rumors and I don't know what's true because like I said, I try to stay away from the articles, but there's a lot of back and forth there seems to be with DC and Zack Snyder and not wanting him to do future projects or whatever. But after seeing this, if that's the case, DC, you guys are idiots. Like you're idiots. If you are planning on getting rid of Henry Cavill as Superman, you guys are idiots. I can tell you Henry Cavill will easily get a job at Marvel. I, I hear rumors that he already might be as Captain Britain possibly in the future. Cause you know, Mar Marvel and DC recycle actors. I mean, most of these actors who've been in, in Marvel films have been in DC films and vice versa. They're all recycled. They're all recycled, but it's, like, if that really is the case and you guys are like DC's trying to get rid of Zack Snyder and they're trying to get rid of Henry Cavill and whatever, whatever, you guys are a bunch of idiots. I, I'm sorry, but you are. You're absolutely idiots. Like, don't. Just stop. Because honestly, he did a great film. Like, I really want to go back and watch the original cut again. I haven't seen that, like, in whatever, since it came out. Like, since I bought it on, on uh, Blu-ray, I haven't seen it since then. And to be honest with you, I only want to watch it one more time just to see the differences and then never again, because that's how good this version was. This version was so, so good. It really was. And I think the only thing this one was missing for me, to be honest, was a cameo appearance from uh, Shazam. I wanted to see Shazam in this, in this film because he's really like the only character that isn't mentioned or seen in this movie. And granted, I know this film came out before Shazam was even a thing. So I can always like just kind of, you know, remember that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing Shazam in this movie. Just like one little scene with Shazam. I think that would have made it because everybody else from something else makes an appearance in this. Does that make sense? Like everybody else from this DC uh, Cinematic Universe that they've built, um, someone from one of those films comes into this film, obviously. Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman, and then a few other faces appear from other projects. So yeah, it was, it was really cool to see all of that kind of come together. And I think... I don't know. I just, I really just enjoyed this movie. I think some of the elements that, you know, they got rid of, like, for example, um, if you've seen the original cut thing, you know, like they focus on like this little family who is like living in this, you know, in, uh, wherever they're, wherever, uh, Steppenwolf and his army is like holding up their nest is. They focus sometimes on this little family that's out there. That family was completely cut from this movie, which I thought was cool. You know what I mean? I, I felt like it was a little too Marvel to kind of cut up, like to kind of focus on like a family who's going through what's happening in the in the general area you know what I mean I kind of like that they got rid of that element of it that's just my personal opinion that part of the original Justice League one of the few things 
felt very, this is kind of how Marvel's formula is. They focus on this random family. My mind goes to Age of Ultron, where they focus on this kid and his sister, whatever she is to him. And, you know, they're on the, they're on the, uh, they're in the freaking city, whatever, um, that they have to save. And that kid ends up becoming like, sort of like him and his sister become like a pivotal or his mom, whoever she is to him, kind of become a pivotal moment for one of the characters and their fate in that movie, I guess. And so I thought that like, that was a little parallel to this. So I was glad that they took that entire element out of the film and they just focused on what was important, the meat and potatoes of that. That was really cool to me. And yeah, I mean, this movie just really was, I mean, It felt like DC's response to Endgame and Infinity War, in a sense, in a sense. Okay, or maybe, maybe I'm going, maybe that's, I mean, that's the only two-parter film I can, I can think of, you know what I mean? Because this feels like a two-parter film. There's actually six parts, I think, in this film, but it feels like one of those. Like, it's very, it's a very big story, and I, I can't say that it feels like Civil War or that it feels like one of the other films like you know like the first Avengers I can't say that because of how big the story is I think um it just it just feels bigger so that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking of yeah of course they only have six heroes versus like you know uh Infinity War and Endgame have tons of heroes um but it does feel something kind of on that level of dire you know what I mean like they're in dire straits there's a big deal going on this guy's trying to take over the planet wipe everybody out the typical superhero story but like I said this just felt way too cinematic and way too big for me to compare it to like the first Avengers film or Age of Ultron it felt bigger than that it might be a little more on par with Ultron possibly but I like this so much better than Ultron um and I I don't want to I I don't mean to compare the studios I because I don't like when people do that I want I want DC to be DC Marvel to be Marvel obviously things are going to mirror each other because one really can't one kind of really can't exist without the other because they both do take from each other. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely times I've watched a DC film and gone like, this feels like something Marvel would do, but this is cool. Same thing with Marvel. I've seen so many Marvel films, I'm like, this feels DC, but it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I think both studios have helped each other. Dark Knight is a huge example of, of a DC, of, of a film that I think that kind of transcends and changed the way that we saw superhero films. Iron Man did the same thing. I think both of these films did a really great job in catapulting, you know, um, the seriousness and the new depth of superhero films. You know, we, we like, we can see more violence in superhero films. We can get some real story work in there. We can make the villains feel real and relatable instead of just being like, and that's, that's why I like this version of uh, Justice League versus the original because they kind of give more, a little bit more to Steppenwolf than they did before. And he becomes a little bit more, I don't want to say relatable, but intriguing than he was before because that whole I'm here to, to destroy the world but I don't have a backstory and I'm, I'm supposed to be important kind of thing that's played I want to know more about the villain I want to know why I should be afraid of you I want to know why my favorite heroes are in danger and so I really appreciated that they did that with it and they also allude well they don't allude but they definitely talk about um another villain that's coming in the future which I guess I can spoil this because he's in the trailer it's dark side and that is something that's so so cool again I if I ruin that for anybody I am so sorry maybe you're like me and you didn't really reach much into it but I did see him in the trailer so I'm just 
putting that out there. Um, Again, watch the film for yourself. Have your own opinions, have your own thoughts because what I saw was great and I love when they do that. I love when a superhero film gives you one villain but then there's a whole nother villain in the, waiting in the wings and then they do something totally crazy. I'm sorry, I'm fanboying. They do something totally crazy in this movie too that I'm like, that's how you fit in. Because, you know, obviously in, in, in the trailer for this, in the extended trailer, they show somebody that, you know, we might've thought we were done seeing in this universe. And they put him in it, and we love it, and it's great. And I, I, I'm really excited to see what comes next. I really do want a standalone Batman film. I feel like that's been underway for so long. I know the Robert Pattinson one is coming, but I believe that's a different universe of Batman. But then I heard rumors that they're all going to tie into some big universe, so we'll see what goes down. Because we did have the Joker uh, 2019 with, with Joaquin Phoenix. Maybe that'll even tie in. If they're gonna do something huge and multiverse, which I think that is the plan, the idea of all these people possibly coexisting in one big unit, that would be so big. And I know that we're getting into the multi the multiverse with uh, with the MCU right now too. So I think that's the next step for both companies is to do multiverse films. You know what I mean? Because I don't think they just made the Joker just to make the Joker. I feel like the Joker was a film on purpose. Like they purposely put it out. It's different. It feels a little bit different. It's from a different era, but I feel like there was a reason for that. Am I the only one? Like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was a totally separate universe, but maybe it's not. If they are planning on going into a multiverse with the DCU, then maybe more of these films are connected than we realize. Which, it sounds like they're doing the same thing for the Spider-Verse and Spider-Man movies. Maybe it's bigger than we realize. And maybe both DC and Marvel are pulling this crazy multiverse stunt that could, just hear me out for a second, that could eventually lead to a DC Marvel like multiverse crossover can you I know that's a lot I know someone's like you're fired get out and maybe I will maybe I'll take my things and I'll leave but maybe in the next 10 years hear me out what if we get something like that where in just one little universe one little universe DC and Marvel coexist and these heroes work together or work against each other just, I mean, come on, they're both going in, they're clearly both going into the same direction. There must be a reason for it. And I mean, I, I, fans would go nuts. Come on, we would. We would go nuts if we saw Batman and Iron Man in the same film, like fighting together on the same team or like, you know, against each other. We'd go nuts. And again, I'm not like, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if it does, I wouldn't be shocked. That's all I'm saying. I do think that somewhere down the line, DC, since they're it seems like they're doing the multiverse thing. I wouldn't be surprised if something between DC and Mortal Kombat happens. I'm saying that because I don't think it's a coincidence that Mortal Kombat, a movie's coming out next month. And they're trying to rebrand Mortal Kombat and make it different. And obviously we've seen, we have a game, DC versus Mortal Kombat, whatever it's called. We have that game. So it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if DC would do something wacky like that in one of their separate universes or whatever and put them against each other. I'm just saying, I'm not saying I want this. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it, I don't really care, but I'm saying that I can see it happening because they're making a lot of crazy decisions over at DC. And that's not a crazy decision. It's just something that I, at this point, not much Marvel and DC do 
is going to surprise me anymore. It's just not going to do it. I, I don't know why I'm just not surprised, but I was thoroughly impressed with this movie. Yes, it is four hours long, but I, I feel like if you've seen the first Justice League, whether you liked it or you didn't like it, I think you owe it to yourself to watch this at least one time. And I feel like the ones who did like the original Justice League, like myself, will fall in love with this version. And the people who didn't like it, I think they will have a newfound respect for it, if not love it themselves, because this really does a really great job. I Like I said, I was actually really impressed with this film. And I... I like, I kind of feel cheated because the last couple of years I've been defending the original Justice League and defending the casting choices and defending the way that the characters were played and the way that they, things played out. When lo and behold, there was this version of the film that didn't need anybody to justify how good it is. It, it stood by itself and we never got it. Like, it's crazy that fans had to fight for this. Like, we, like it really is. It's crazy that fans had to fight. For, in fact, I'm going to look at this up. I'm going to look up when the original Justice League came out, because I am bad with dates, you guys. I am terrible with dates, like absolutely terrible. I am the worst when it comes to that. But yeah, there's been a lot of hate for the Justice League. There's been, I might have to go back and like actually finish that just to make sure I didn't miss like, a cutscene towards the end. But the movie is so long that I don't think that I did. I, I don't think I did, but we'll find out. But the original Justice League, I've never even seen what that kind of looks like. Interesting, okay. Wow, he's handsome. Um, so the original Justice League film, let's see if it's even, let's see if it's even on here. I, I feel like it should be, I'm on HBO Max right now, but I feel like it should be on here. But yeah, I was, I'm really impressed with that film. I think it was, just, it was, it was a fun ride. It really was. And that's what I wanted from that. That's what I went into the first version wanting. And, and I'll say one thing that I feel like this film even could have done a little bit better. Um, I mean, they, they do really great. They, they do great work as a team in this movie, no question. This version, even more so. But I still felt like there could have been more kind of um, a camaraderie, I think, towards all of them. I felt like there could have been more of that. Just just a splash more, I think, would have really worked for me. Um, I did like how some of the characters cared for each other in certain moments. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of like team up films, be it Marvel, DC, whatever. I love the teams. And I felt like there could have been a little bit more, just a little bit more unity in this film. Um, more of them together. That's more togetherness. That's just me again. Like I said, like I said, you might go into this and have a different opinion. I totally get that. But that's all I really wanted to see a little bit more of uh, from this group. But I'm gonna look it up and see if the original cut is on here. If not, that's kind of shady, right? Like if they took the original cut off of uh, HBO Max, because I know it was on here. That's, oh, here it is, okay. I was gonna say, that's really shady if they did that. Okay, yeah, so the original cut was about two hours and it came out in 2017. So, okay, it's been 18, 19, 20, 20. Four, pretty much four years, about four years later, we're finally getting the cut we deserved. Like four years later? You guys, that's insane. But yeah, such... I'm going to go back and watch the original cut. I feel like I, I owe it to myself to watch it. Not right now. I'll probably watch it tomorrow. But I feel like I owe it my, to myself to rewatch that. Because like I said, I didn't hate the original cut. I didn't hate it. I just wanted so much more from it. And boy, did they give us more. And I think what they gave us was really well done. And like I said, before I end this, like I said, this felt like Cyborg's story. And that honestly moved me. I don't know why. I, don't, I really don't know why that moved me, but it did. 
it, it just it just did. It, it totally moved me in a weird way. I'm not even sure why, but it, it just really did. And I love that. I love that because, I, like I said, in the original film, I did feel like Cyborg and Flash were kind of just thrown in a little bit. Like I loved them, but I felt like they were thrown in. And so I guess to hear Ray Fisher's experience on set and to like to to see so much negativity towards him about his own personal and by the way we have to stop doing that to people we have to stop bashing people when they tell their stories and how their experiences on sets were like people are like well he's an actor just shut up and do the job and it's like no even if you're an actor and it, it doesn't mean that you are or anybody is entitled to treat you any kind of way or make you feel some type of way and i just hated that ray fisher had this whole thing about josh joss whedon and people kind of just shunned him and laughed but as soon as like Elijah Dushku, I'm sorry if I said your name wrong, um, and then Charisma Carpenter came out and the cast of Buffy started speaking more. There were still some haters, for sure, but more people were willing to lend an ear than this poor guy who's been saying, you know, how he felt about this. And Jason Momoa even stood up for him, too. And it's just like, it just, it sucks. And I guess watching this film and getting to see more of Cyborg and more of just because you can tell that Ray Fisher had a passion for this character and hopefully still he still has a passion for Cyborg and hopefully this is not the end of Cyborg but he had such a passion for the role and you feel it too you feel it in this movie with him and I was just really glad to see so much there was there was so much more of him you guys if you're a Cyborg fan at all this is a movie for you to watch like I really felt I loved it and and and, and I love getting to see Yes, I'm a black person. I'm gonna and I'm gonna speak on this, and not just because he's black, but even people. I love to get. I love seeing people of color, not just black people, people of color in general, getting to shine in such big movies. I personally do because we don't see it that much. And yes, with blacks, we've had Blade, we've had Spawn, we've had some really cool black heroes in the past who've led films, absolutely. But it's 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 a different universe, right? It's a different feel, I guess. And I just I loved seeing Cyborg. And I was rooting for him. I rooted for all of them, but I loved getting to see him and and just the way Ray played him. He played him so well. And I'm just, I was just very proud. I, anytime I see a, a Black character getting a, a very strong, prominent role in something, it doesn't mean I'm a fan of it. It means that I'm just very proud. You know what I mean? Like I can, there's certain movies I'm just not a huge fan of that Black people happen to be in or happen to be the star of, but I was very proud of this. And after getting Black Panther and being so proud of, of how Chadwick played the character and just the movie itself, it was a great movie and getting to see, you know, Falcon and, and, and War Machine, I'm very proud of them. I, I mean, I'm proud of all the actors, no matter what color you are, but I was very proud of that. It's, it's, it's so nice to see representation on screen, I'm always gonna say I think representation matters because it does. I'm so excited for Shang-Chi. I can't wait to see Shang-Chi. I, I want more people of different colors to be able to experience that feeling I get when I get to see black superheroes in these movies. Cause like I said, growing up, there were very few and far between getting to watch these films. Yeah, like I said, yeah, there was Blade, but I couldn't always watch Blade. Like I was a kid and I was like, kind of terrified. Same thing with Spawn. It was a different kind of story, right? And it's so cool to see these characters, see more black faces and brown faces and, and different colored faces in these films and getting to see these actors play these parts and do just like Jason Momoa as well. I'm always like, I love seeing him play his character. I love that. I love that the diversity, because to me, it definitely matters. And it's very important. Um, and, and not only that, but like I said, I like the character of Cyborg and to see that Cyborg plays such a big part in this film is absolutely huge. I, I really do love it. Um, and so that's pretty much the end of this. Henry Cavill, 
<laughs> it's like, I'm not a big Superman fan. I will say that. He was one of my favorites as a child, and I have some Superman merch. I am not the biggest Superman fan, but I love Henry Cavill. I think he's, he's well, one, he's a gorgeous human being. He's, he is. They're all, to be honest, this whole cast is gorgeous. <laughs> you too, Ben Affleck. Something about you in this role of Batman. I I, I like it. I, I don't know what it is. I, I like a big, bulky Batman. He, it's cool. I don't know. Um... But I mean, the cast itself is beautiful. But yeah, I really love Henry Cavill. And to me, he does an amazing job as Superman slash Clark Kent. I want more focus on Clark in a future film. I wouldn't mind more focus on Clark because I think he does a great job playing Clark. But he is an amazing Superman. He just, he looks like Superman, right? I mean, everybody looks like their parts. I, like, I mean, obviously Aquaman looks different, but this Aquaman looks great. I ain't complaining at all. I love the way he looks. And I don't know, Henry is just, he comes in at the last portion of the film, but it's still like, again, I'm not a Superman fan. I'm just not. And a lot of his scenes are the scenes from the original, but there's some really cool new stuff with him in it too. But I just really rooted for his character. In the, in the original film, I thought he was obnoxious because at the end he kind of comes in and, and, and saves the day, I guess. Where in this this version, I felt like everybody pulled more of their own weight in this because that's part of the reason why I'm not a huge Superman fan is I just feel like he can do too much. Like even when he's fighting them all in this version, which he does the same thing. It, it, this is not a new spoiler. He does it in the, the original. But when he's like single-handedly fighting them all and Batman's not doing much as a huge Batman fan it bothers me it does it bothers me but in this version I think because we spent so much time with the other heroes and he is Superman right you kind of have to give him this moment where it's like yeah he's taking on everybody so I didn't mind that in this version of the film I like it didn't bother me as much because everybody else has been so well established maybe Maybe not so much Aquaman. Even though I think I think he has he's totally established in this film. I felt like we could have used a little bit more Aquaman. Just a little bit more. That's just my opinion. But no, like the film is great. It, it's really well done. And like I said, I feel like if you've seen the first film and you didn't like it, give this one a chance. If you saw the first film and you loved it or you cared for it like I did, give this one a chance. You are not going to be wasting your four hours. You're just not. It was totally worth it. And all the new characters that were thrown in and new things that were added, absolutely great. And it just, it gives me hope for the DCU. The only films outside of this that really give me hope for DCU are the, is Aquaman, Shazam, and the Wonder Woman films. I love Wonder, Wonder Woman 1984. I don't care what anybody says, I love it. Man of Steel has grown on me. When I first saw it, I thought it was trash and has grown on me. Um, I love that movie Superman too in its own way. I have I have my own unique love for that film. And I do like Suicide Squad. I don't say I love it, I like it. Oh, and I like Birds of Prey. You know what, honestly, I don't know. I think I think my least favorite of the DC films at, at this point in this, in this universe probably is the original cut of the Justice League because of this version. Because now this version has made me like really appreciate it. I would say that's probably my least favorite film. I don't really have any issues with Suicide Squad outside of um, Enchantress. She was my biggest issue with that film because I just felt like, why are you here? Like, like well, I, I thought she was going to be on their team. And then when I found out that she wasn't, she was going to be like basically the big bad of the movie. That's when I was like, okay, this is lame. Just kind of lame. Which I did read that Joker was originally going to be the big bad and that would have worked. But like, Jared Leto's a good actor. I am not. I don't care for him as a person. I think he's kind of a jerk, but I feel like he, he has his own unique take on the Joker, right? And I appreciate it. Because like, like, in my mind, all the Jokers are, because Joker can be anybody. That's, that's what I think 
DC has done with the Joker over, over time, he's not one specific character. He can be anybody, right? He's he's the sickness of Gotham. He represents the sickness of Gotham. So anybody can really take up the mantle of Joker. So I don't compare his performance to Heath Ledger or to Joaquin Phoenix or to Cesar Romero or to Jack Nicholson or, or to Mark Hamill in the cartoons. I kind of just let Joker be Joker. And it works for me. It works for me. I, I, I can appreciate his version. Um, maybe his laugh isn't the greatest. Maybe the way he does certain things isn't the greatest. But there is an intensity behind him, the way he plays his character. Especially in, I'm not going to give it away, but there's 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 times where he plays the Joker that he has this intensity in his, in his look that is so different from the others. So, yeah, I mean... I love it. And, that, and that's why like, I think it would, it would have been cool to see him play that part in Suicide Squad. And it is what it is. Anyway, so that's the end of this one, you guys. I'm really excited for The Suicide Squad, which I think is one of the next DC films coming out. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head if there's another DC film coming anytime soon. And I, it's not coming to me. I know Aquaman 2 is in the works. I think Shazam 2 is in the works. Um, a third Wonder Woman is in the works. But I don't know if anything else is like set in stone besides the suicide squad which hopefully will also come to hbo max that would be a plus and i cannot wait for titan season three i'm so excited obviously that is a different universe as well but i'm really excited for that for that tv series if you haven't watched the first two seasons do yourself a favor watch them that's the end of this you guys i'll see you guys next time once again you can catch um the justice league zack snyder's pet um, right now streaming on HBO Max. It's four hours long, so bring some popcorn, just kind of cuddle up, whatever you're gonna do, it's four hours. So set it set aside four hours of your time to watch this film. And I will get into uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, probably, I might do a weekly podcast about that one. I wanted to do one for WandaVision, but girl, I like WandaVision. I thought it was really good, but I'm not going to lie. Like, the ending was a bit of a letdown. But that's only because I built, it, I built it up to be more than what it was. It is what it is. I'll see you guys next time. Have a great night. Peace.